You are listening to Golf Trips Radio, the podcast for the traveling golfer looking to explore great golf destinations, learn where to play, where to stay, and what to do along the way. And now your host, Brian Weiss, publisher of GolfTrips.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Golf Trips Radio. Today I am joined with Dr. Tony Parker from the World Golf Hall of Fame and Museum and spent an amazing day with him uh, playing around a golf and uh, walking through the museum. And I'd love just to hear his words. I mean, I experienced it, but I think coming straight from the guy who is uh, running uh, the museum, if you could just talk a little bit, maybe give me an overview of the World Hall of Fame. Well, we have 150 members from all around the world. It's not just golfers, competitors, but we do have male and female competitors. But we also have uh, golf course architects, journalists, broadcasters, uh, teachers. Harvey Penick is in the World Golf Hall of Fame. People who have made a significant contribution to the game of golf. Uh, Carson Soheim is another. Uh, He's in there. So uh, we, we celebrate the greats of the game, whether they're players or people who have really made a significant contribution to the game. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's quite good. We have 35,000 square feet of exhibition space. Uh, but at the museum, it's not just uh, uh, looking at trophies and, and things like that. It's more personal than that. A lot of stories in there. But we also have uh, the largest IMAX theater in North Florida. We have an 18-hole putting course. And we have a challenge hole, which is a replica of the 17th green at Sawgrass, TPC Sawgrass, that our guests have a chance to, uh, uh, to experience. So it's a kind of a full immersion into the game of golf and all that surrounds it. Uh, inside the museum, we have two putting greens. One is a replica from around 1900, and you use old hickory putters and, and uh, Haskell golf balls from 1898. And then in the cup room uh, or the team room, we have um, another putting green where we've recreated three clutch putts from the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup, and the President's Cup. And we give our guests the opportunity to replicate those putts because we've, we've uh, replicated the speed and the break of each one of those putts. And then, of course, we have the simulator and we have uh, a lot of other interactive things within the museum. Uh, so it's quite a, a full day's uh, excursion into the museum. Of course, the favorite for most people has to be the locker room. And that's where the guests get or the, uh, the members of the Hall of Fame put those items that uh, reflect their personalities. So you see not just golf clubs and hats and shoes, but you may see a samurai sword, like from Jumbo Ozaki, or a cricket bat from Colin Montgomery, or in the case of Sandy Lyle, a Lego tractor, some WD-40 oil, and uh, some duct tape. He's a farmer. So it's a real uh, voyage of discovery when you go into the locker room. So there's a lot to see and a lot to do. I, I, coming in and, you know, running golf trips, and, you you know, initially I was thinking, what are we going to see? Are we going to see a bunch of tournaments and old stuff? And, you know, while I love playing hickories, I can't believe the interactivity. You know, the putting course we didn't get to play but looked absolutely amazing. And, and taking a shot at uh, number 17, TPC Sawgrass, was, yeah, yeah, two feet nine inches. And uh, I think that might have been your shot. Mine might have been three uh, feet six inches. But we both hit uh, great shots into the wind. So for those coming, you know, to the World Golf Village and maybe experiencing golf and uh, taking in the museum, you know, can you tell me how much time someone should set aside? Last night at dinner, you kind of talked about three different, you know, types of golfers that are going to come in and do the museum and maybe just how much time you should set aside, maybe based on your interest level. Okay. For, if we're talking about just coming to the museum, not, not yet playing the Slam and Squire or the King and the Bear golf courses or 
going to Caddyshack, which is Bill Murray's restaurant. But in the museum, we have three types, what I consider three types of, of visitors. Those who stroll through, who, who look at things and really don't get in-depth, but if they see something that interests them, they'll read about it, but then they kind of move on through. And that, that'll take about an hour. You can get through it in an hour. We do have a scavenger hunt for those who, who really like to, to have something to do as they go through. Uh, so about an hour. And then we have those who will come through at a pretty quick pace, look at everything, see the areas they want to come back to, because the, the admission ticket to the World Golf Hall of Fame is for two days. So folks will come in, uh, and, and those the second type of group will come in. They'll see the areas they want to come back to. Then they'll leave, either go play around the golf, or they'll go to lunch, or they'll go play the putting course or the challenge hole. And then they'll come back and spend time in certain areas, like uh, the history of golf section, or in Shell Hall where we have the Racing Grit exhibit, which is about women champion golfers through the years, starting in 1930 right up to this year, um, or the locker room. That's where people spend the most time is the locker room. Um, and then there are the aficionados, and those are the folks who come in and, and with the 35,000 square feet of exhibition space, and it's pretty jam-packed, as you know, um, they will read every board, look at every photograph, and, which is good for me because, you know, I'm the guy that gets to tell the stories and, and write those boards, so if I write them, I want you to read them. Um, but that will take, um, you'd be surprised, uh, two hours plus, easily two hours and like I say, some folks spend an entire day in there, especially by the time they get to the locker room or the team room or the Olympic exhibit. Uh, they spend time in there looking at the uh, the gold medal and silver medal from the 1904 Olympics, the original medals for golf. And I was going to ask you if someone's been there um, to the museum, you know, three or four years ago. What what are the new exhibits? You kind of touched on that. Maybe you can just touch on anything that's new um, in the last few years. And then if there's any sneak previews of what might be in the works, um, you know, coming up. Yeah, actually, we we do have several new ones. There's a uh, one we call honoring the legacy, a tribute to African Americans in golf, which is an outstanding exhibit along with uh, an original sculpture. But it follows arguably the first American-born golf professional who was African-American, a fellow by the name of John Shippen. And it follows it all the way up through Eldrick, or good old Tiger Woods. Uh, so he's there. So that's honoring the legacy, tribute to African-Americans in golf. Then we have another exhibit, a new exhibit, called uh, Major Moments, which celebrates the four men's major championships. And there there's good act, uh, interactivity. But we've got a, a replica of the Masters leaderboard with those who have won and the low scores, but our guests have a chance to put their name on the top of the leaderboard with a, a net 63, which is not a bad score. And then, of course, there's interactive where you put your name on the uh, World Golf Hall of Fame crystal, uh, and we'll, we'll send you that image. And we have, of course, all the trophies from those. So that's new uh, for uh, the men's major championship, major moments. In Shell Hall, which is the big hall in the center of the museum, um, we have the, new, the newest exhibit called Grace and Grit, which is a celebration of women champion golfers through the years starting with Babe Saharias, Patty Berg, Louise Suggs, going all the way through Nancy Lopez, uh, Mickey Wright, up to Amy Alcott, Julie Inkster, Laura Davies, even uh, including Lydia Ko, Kari Webb, M.B. Park, and Stacey Lewis. Uh, and we show some fashion from the 1950s, 1970s, 1980s, and, and current. Uh, so that's, that's brand new. And then, of course, we do have the, uh, the new Olympic exhibit. As you may know, uh, Olympics, uh, golf in the Olympics first was in 1900, which was the second Olympics of the modern era. Uh, had men and women's uh, tournament that year. Uh, in 1904 was the second time golf was in the Olympics. 
uh, they had dropped the women's tournament but had a, a team tournament for the men and the individual. And then, of course, it didn't happen again since 1904 until this year. And, of course, we have uh, uh, the uniforms of the U.S. team in that exhibit, along with the gold and silver medal from 1904. And we will soon be receiving items from the 2016 Golf in the Olympics, which is an outstanding, outstanding exhibit. So for those who are maybe looking to add this to their bucket list now, um, how does one, you know, is, are there packages that you can come down, you know, do golfers um, pair up with the golf courses the, that you mentioned? Um, you know, where can they find more information about, um, uh, you know, uh, coming to the uh, museum and or package it with golf? Well, there are. They can go to our website, which is worldgolfhalloffame.org. Uh, and then there's First Coast of Golf, Florida's First Coast of Golf. And that's probably the best way to look for packages. And there are packages that include uh, the Slammer and Squire golf course. And, of course, the King and Bear, the only golf course ever co-designed by Jack Nicholson and Arnold Palmer. Uh, and it would include the, the museum as well. Uh, so there are packages staying at either the Renaissance Hotel. And there's, I mean, there's a multitude of hotels and motels in the area. But the Renaissance is right next to both the Slammer and Squire golf course and the World Golf Hall of Fame. It's as I say, within a nine-iron shot. Well, thank you so much uh, for your time. And uh, for those, once again, for those golfers who are looking uh, for an absolute incredible, unique experience, getting down to St. Augustine, Florida should be on the bucket list. Thanks so much, Tony. Thanks for listening to Golf Trips Radio. Please follow and subscribe to this podcast at Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, or golftrips.com.